everybody's just kind of, you know, me, 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 well, I'm doing this. And, you know, you <laughs> haven't, you haven't um, auditioned for that, or you're not going to do, I don't know. It's just the pressure of being around others. And it just starts to kind of put you in this box of like, okay, we're all just doing the same thing. We're all, um, especially with voice types, like, Hey everyone, welcome back to Seeing Simply, where through tips, tutorials, and interviews, we aim to simplify everything related to learning to sing. Now, today I've got the one and only Brandon Paul, who's a singer-songwriter based in LA. Thanks for coming on to the show, Brandon. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> cool. All right. So I'd really like to start from the beginning. So you have got an insane voice. I've, I've checked you out on uh, Instagram. Um, I think that's where we connected. Crazy, crazy voice. And I kind of wanted to see where this kind of journey of singing, like how did it all start? Like, was it something that you naturally loved or was there something that kickstarted it? Sure. Um, I want to say it came as like a natural thing. Um, we kind of always grew up with like karaoke in the house and like our parents were always, uh, my dad was a DJ when I was younger on the side outside of his normal job. So he would always, he always had the kind of equipment around um, and we would always just karaoke with them, dance to music, like as young children. So I want to say it was around six years old was when I started like imitating voices. I remember it's kind of funny. Gwen Stefani's actually uh, her song Bananas, as funny as it is. It's not really like a, you know, singy song, but um, I ended up copying her tone and I tried to get that really, you know, how is she doing that? How is she hitting this so easy at literally six? So from there, it kind of started. I would always imitate voices like it was my thing um, growing up. And then I feel like it didn't actually... I didn't actually start taking voice more seriously until I was like 14, like around high school. You know, I, I joined choir my sophomore year and just, I don't know, um, I really kind of found a love for it, if you will. I really kind of honed in on it and started, you know, learning more about vocal pedagogy and got really interested in that and just kind of, mm. you know, just kind of immersing myself in music as much as I possibly could. Um, because I don't know, the more I did that, the more I kind of found purpose in it. Right. And, and, and you mentioned you were like kind of studying a lot of vocal pedagogy. Um, was this done? Like, how did you go about this? Was this like, have you ever worked with like a teacher before? Or um, So I didn't actually have my first voice lesson until I was in college. It was, yeah. College, so right. and that was classical. So that was classical training. And it kind of, I mean, we can go more into that in a bit too. Like it kind of didn't, um, it didn't help me as much, but I, I think it was more me just being young and misinterpreting information possibly. And I don't know, it just, it didn't seem to, to help me. Um, right, it definitely right, right. hindered my pop singing and then didn't, I never kind of clicked on how to sing classically, so. <laughs> right, right, right. So, I mean, that kind of brings me to, so, so you mentioned, okay, maybe this didn't really quite help, but then what did, like, was it more the imitating, like the imitating different singers, being that choir? What was that that kind of clicked it for you? So, okay, so let's backtrack. After imitating voices, I feel that I had, like, I had an amount of control um, as, as a child with my voice. Now, that's not to say, like, you know, I knew it all and I, you know, I had my, <laughs> my voice, you know, all packaged up. But it was more like I understood my voice and I understood, you know, how to get certain sounds out. And that's, that's simply what it was. Um, right. And after I feel like I started studying maybe a little too much into vocal pedagogy and trying different things and... I don't know, I feel like I almost got lost in like, okay, where's that simple, just easy way to sing again? And studying classical, like I said, I feel like it just caused me to 
overthink singing and constantly worrying about like, am I using too much air pressure? Like it's just so many things. And Mm -hmm. I ended up like back into pop singing. Like whenever I would sing, I noticed that I'd start, you know, just basically my voice went really off balance. (laughs) It was really, I lost that, that balanced control. And, um, I don't know. It really, it, it really sent me on this whole journey of just like, what am I going to do? Like I, I had no intentions of being, um, an artist really at that point in my life, joining college, I wanted to be a, a choir conductor. I really was wow, obsessed okay. with the harmonies in, in choir and just the crunchiness of it all. And I love dissonance so much. So I was just like, man, like I need to, you know, continue to do this. And I want to teach other people how to, you know, blend. I was just very um, intrigued by the human voice back then. And mm. I still am, but you know, I was, I was, I was learning, you know, I was learning. So from that point, I feel like it caused me to obviously get thrown off my track. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I started looking in, you know, on YouTube, I started, mm. you know, reading articles online. I, I started um, looking into books, you know, I was looking into Ken Bozeman is one that I can think of right yeah. off the top of my head, yeah. you know, yeah. just kind of diving into those things, like how, how can I apply these things to my voice? And how can I get myself to understand them? And it wasn't always easy. It was always very, you know, confusing and very like, I'll ask a teacher this and then another teacher, you know, um, has something to say that goes against that. And so you kind of have to trust what feels good and what feels right and what is working in line with the path and the sounds that you're trying to make. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of just, I've worked with a lot of different teachers um, since then. And I feel like I just kind of always pick and choose the things that worked for me from them rather than, you know, oh, well, I have this new teacher and I have to, you know, study exactly the way that they are telling me. You get me? It's just kind of picking and choosing the information that really applies to you and works for your voice. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally get that because um, I've gone through a similar process where, like, you you work through with you work through with countless teachers, and a lot of them will kind of almost like impose like a certain style or like technique on upon you, right? But I think from my style and I guess me as a teacher now, my kind of goal is always about one: can I establish vocal efficiency? So making sure that they're able to make the sounds easily and it makes it feels good, right? Make sure it feels good. But then ultimately, right, I then have to assist them on, okay, well, what sort of sounds do you want? I've given you all the toolkits, right? All the different sounds you want to make. Now you kind of tell me which sounds you want to make and I'll guide you there. Um, I think that's the kind of approach. And I think hopefully, right, I think the community should move more towards that, especially like CCM, right? Because not every song nowadays is a classical aria. It just isn't the case anymore. Um, right. But it doesn't mean we disregard what we've learned there. It's just we might have to adapt things a bit more. So um, I'd like to jump on to the next thing because one of the things I really loved about your voice was your runs. Um, <laughs> where did you learn to do that? Like, was it something that, once again, did it come natural or was it more something you kind of developed like through YouTube videos or like even um, like what happened there? So when I was younger, I mean, I've always loved R&B music. Um, my parents, you know, they, I grew up listening to what they listened to, which was like, you know, 80s pop, 90s, 2000s R&B, um, and lots of pop music. But yeah, so I just kind of imitated th- those songs and, you know, the riffs within them that the the actual artist, you know, would, would have in those songs. But from there, I mean, I remember th- thinking in my head, like, I feel like these aren't clean. Like, I feel like I'm just sliding through notes at this point. Um, and it didn't really start to, I didn't develop the precision, my ear for precision until like high school. And actually who helped me do that was, um, I'm sure you know of her, Natalie Weiss. Like, yes. Coach. Yes. So she had um, Breaking Down the Rifts back then. It was like really popular. I mean, I'm sure everybody listening is familiar with it. It's 
you know, we've all been there. We've all learned the halo riff. We've all learned all of those. So, you know, um, I went through all of her videos and I would just sit there for hours and do the riff over and over. My family mm. literally wanted to kill me. They were over it. <laughs> they were like, man, like you, you got it already. It's done. I'm like, no, like it needs to be cleaner. And it wasn't that, you know, I, I wasn't having fun. It was, it was actually so much fun for me to just kind of count out these notes and little by little I, I you know, um, evolved from Natalie Weiss listening to those videos and started listening to actual songs like mm. what is this person doing what notes are they hitting okay there's you know 22 notes in this riff let's count them out let's plunk them out on the piano I used to literally write out you know all the individual notes on a piece mm. of paper before mm. I, I developed the knowledge of scales and all these things so I mean I've come a long way with that but really it's it's about just kind of counting the notes and, and getting as accurate as possible um, and wrapping the vowel around that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so that's absolutely awesome. So really, right, it's very deliberate. You, you kind of have to like literally plunk it out on a piano and then also just kind of, I mean, like eventually you kind of have to train that muscle memory in. Um, I, I did kind of have one. Um, so so what, what I kind of, the way I approached a lot of these kind of runs for a lot of my clients is yeah. kind of understanding the pentatonic scale a bit more. Because a lot of it is based off the pentatonic, right? So I've been kind of training them to get familiar with that scale first, just do these kind of basic maneuvers, right? And then that's already a starting point because you start trying to string things together. And a lot of those really complex runs, like, oh my gosh, they sound so overwhelming at first. But if you break them down, there is a pattern to it. And I think that's what you've done really well. Um, Hey everyone, if you're stuck with singing and would like some help, I'd love to work with you. At the moment, I'm doing trial lessons for first timers to schedule a time with me. All you need to do, jump onto singingsimply.com slash book. So that's singingsimply.com slash book. I teach students all over the world on Skype or Zoom. Let's get you singing better. Brandon. Thank right. You so, much. Um, so I'd like to jump onto the next part. So we've already kind of touched upon this. Um, I know there's been like a couple of like pivotal moments in your career. Now, this one kind of hits home because personally for me, I never went through like a formal, formal kind of uh, route of education. Um, I kind of worked through a lot of kind of people like Singing Success, um, those kind of guys. Um, now, it was it's so interesting for me that you decided to take this route, but then not go through with it. Um, it must not have been an easy choice. I'd love for you to maybe tell me a bit more about it. Definitely. Um yeah, that was one of the toughest choices I feel um, on my journey. I, it, it kind of, how do I even go about this? Wow. I like started out, so like I said, I wanted to be a choral conductor and I feel like deep inside, um, being flat on honest, like deep inside in high school, I mean, I was always told like, wow, you're really good. Wow, you're, you're really clean. You're really this. And so um, I feel like it was a bit of maybe an ego thing or or what I just kind of came in I was always trying to be like you know the nicest to people and and whatnot but on the inside I feel like I was always trying to prove something I was always trying to be like okay I can do this like people think I'm you know great I can I can live up to that or some people think I'm not you know I can prove them wrong and just that kind of mindset and that kind of energy can only get you so far um yeah yeah it, it kind of it kind of started to hinder on me when you know I'd make certain friend groups and you know everybody in that friend group you know um weren't necessarily the nicest to me about my singing yeah and mm-hmm. so things just kind of started, I started getting in my own head a lot and letting others' opinions really affect everything. And that's what I was going to say is clearly leaving high school, I was thriving off of the 
um, how do you how do you say the approval of others? Um, yeah, yeah. And I was thriving off of the approval of others rather than just you know being comfortable within myself. And that really showed when you know the approval of others. Uh, excuse me, the approval of others didn't you know I wasn't getting that anymore in that yeah. environment in college and the pressure of being around others and it just starts to kind of put you in this box of like okay we're all just doing the same thing we're all um especially with voice types like that's another story we can hop into in a second but continuing with this it's like it just started to really weigh down on me and I kind of lost motivation to do music I ended up dropping out of a lot of the ensembles I was in I just started to slowly feel myself just losing myself completely Mm. just Mm. like I didn't want to do anything anymore and I felt like, you know what, like, whatever, college is fun. And I'm just gonna, you know, party and who cares? (laughs) Like, it's fine. Like, I'm gonna make it through. But deep down, I was like, I'm so lost. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Um, Literally. Yeah. So that's really loved. And I thought coming into college, I was going to feel really, you know, aligned with this path. And I wasn't. So Mm. um, what I did is I talked to a few teachers um, that actually weren't musical at all. They were, you know, my math teachers, my certain teachers that I just felt that vibe that I could confide in them. And Mm. um, I just told them, hey, like, this is what I'm doing. I'm writing my own music. I'm, I've been singing all my life. I've been doing music all my life. And I just feel like, you know, this is something that can definitely, you know, carry me on. But I'm also really scared. I, I don't think, you know, can I do this? You know, just constantly doubting and questioning myself. But at the same time, deep inside, I always knew that this is what I wanted to do. Hmm. So a lot of those teachers were like, hey, you know, um, of course, we don't want to see you go. And we don't want to, you know, say that you don't need college. But sounds like you know what you're you're doing. Sounds like you know what you need to do. And, um, you know, follow your heart kind of thing. So I was like, all right. And so I finished out that semester and I said, college will always be here. I can always come back and check back in and finish off. But right now my heart is somewhere else and I'm tired of like holding myself here, you know? So Mm, I just, mm. I, from that semester, I was like, mom, this is the mom and dad, you know, they were the big ones that I was like, man, if I tell you guys, I really (laughs) hope that you, you know, accept this, you know, and, and it was hard. We had a conversation and, you know, after, you know, a little bit of just kind of them hearing me out and, and the things I wanted, you know, they both were like, you know what? Yeah. Like we believe in you, like follow your heart. So I left and I, you know, I like totally my friends in college, like a lot of the, the, the ones, the right friends, you know, were like, you know, you're doing the right thing for yourself and you clearly already seem happier. And, you know, it's been almost two years since then, um, or, you know, almost. And Mm. I feel like, I feel like a whole new person. I feel like the person back then was just, like I said, trying to seek approval from others and trying to make everybody around, um, around him happy. And now I feel like I feel, um, I've come really in line with what I'm supposed to be doing, you know? So that's kind of that. <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, I mean, thank you for sharing that, Brandon. And I, I almost like really understand that because I was always into singing, like into music. I, I started uh, quite a while back, but I actually, I don't know, like I, I'm, I'm Asian, right? So my family comes from this kind of strong heritage of you must go to college, you must kind of study, you must kind of get like this particular job, right? And I actually spent maybe the first two to three years of my kind of like adult life in a corporate role. So I was working at several uh, big companies just doing doing this kind of thing. And then there comes a point where you have to kind of realize, oh, this isn't for you. Um, and then I, I think I had that chat with my parents as well. Okay, mom, dad, 
I don't think this is for me. And, and for them, right, like they've spent, invested this time, this effort into you. And it's quite a bit of shock there, a bit of a shock factor there. But I think you're right. Like sometimes you have to do what you need to do. Um, I think that's so, so important. And guess what? I mean, I've heard some, I, I, I guess we've seen some pretty exciting things come up for you. So, I mean, I'd like to talk about that. So I heard you got the chance to work with Tim Davis. And so for those who don't know, um, he was a vocal arranger for Glee, right? Talk yeah. to me a bit about more about this experience. That sounds so exciting. Yeah. So um, it was probably actually during this little transition of college, it was, uh, I want to say like August, 2018, my friend, a friend of mine who actually had worked with Tim Davis um, before in her life, actually for, I think something to do with Glee. <laughs> and uh, so she was like, you need to meet him. Like you need to work with him. He's amazing. He like is really nurturing. And I'm like, Ooh, like scared. No, like that's, you know, he's, I cannot, I can't. And so there's this thing um, that he puts on, you know, every few months they're called SSIs, Studio Singer Intensives. Right. So they're basically just like boot camps for those of us who want to get into the session singing world and, you know, background singing, all those types of things um, in movies and shows. So you just kind of, um, sorry, basically his, his SSI online, I had saw that, you know, he was having one and my friend sent that to me and I go, you know what, like, I, I kind of want to do it, but I don't think I'm ready. I don't think I'm ready. So I didn't do that one comes uh, up right when I had decided to leave college that literally probably a couple days after I made that decision, actually, um, I had seen another ad for the next SSI. And I was Uh like, this time I saw it myself and I don't know, there was no like, you know, pressure of anybody being like, Hey, you know, you should, so I was, uh, you should do this. I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to take the chance and I think I'm just going to do it. And the worst that happens, like the literal worst thing is he's just like, uh, you know, you can improve on this, this, and this. And like, why would that be bad? You know? So I was like, I'm just going to go with an open mind and just, you know, see what's up. So he, I had registered, he sent me the music that we were going to be working on. And I, I showed up and man, I learned so much that first, that first SSI. I mean, he dives into, you know, blending, you know, the certain amount of air that you're using for your tone, like just so many different things to get those singers to really unify and, and blend and just make Mm. incredible sounds. So that was really awesome. I got to work, um, with him at Henson Recording Studios here in LA. So that was awesome. Like just being there, I was like, wow, I can't believe like, what the heck? How did I even, like, how am I here? You know? So um, yeah, that was awesome. Tim Davis is awesome. Nice. And does he dive into a lot of the technical side? Like for example, like going to your mixed voice, all these kind of technical parts, or is it more just, you, you guys all sing really amazing. Let's kind of use them together better. Like, what's the process like? I mean, obviously, maybe something's confidential, but um, I, I tell me a bit about that. Yeah, I'd say it's definitely more, um, definitely kind of a mix, kind of a mix, a mix. Of, <laughs> kind of a mix of the two. It's kind of like <laughs> some, some of the singers are more just natural. They've just been singing all their yeah. lives and they've never really taken any, you know, music theory courses or anything like that or, or music um vocal pedagogy or anything like that so they just kind of grew up took their lessons nurtured their voices and you know they just show up and they're they sing (laughs) a lot of them sing by ear these parts you know they're not just given sheet music um so i mean like i said it's a mixed environment so i feel that he doesn't necessarily touch on like specific terms of like use this use this but it's more like give me more bite in that sound or you know give me you know airiness give me more meat to that and it's kind of it's crazy because you would think like hmm but how do people know how to do that it's insane everybody just kind of 
we all just kind of adapt to each other. Like, okay, we know what sound we're going for. Mm-hmm. And it just mm-hmm. kind of, it works. And it's, like I said, it just kind of taught me really a lot, not just about like how to blend with people and, you know, how to get the job done in the session mm-hmm. world, but really mm-hmm. how to record myself um, as, as an artist. It really helped me with, you know, getting to know, um, he uses, I know he uses, um, Ableton as his right. yeah. or Pro Tools. I'm so sorry. Pro Tools. Pro Tools. Yeah. I know he uses Pro Tools. So that was something that like, I mean, even now Pro Tools is like rocket science to me. So I still use Logic, but he's taught me a lot of things on how to like just hear when, you know, your vocals clipping. Just I could go for hours on the things he has really taught me. Um, so, yeah. And I've only gotten to work with him. I'd say I did three SSIs last year. Um, and so that was awesome. And through that first one, um, you know, I got called back for the, there was an event for the Grammys. It was the Music Hairs event last year for uh, tributing to Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I got called back for that to do background vocals um, in the choir for Leon Bridges and Mavis Staples. And that was actually only after my first SSI. So I was very, you know, nervous, very scared for that. <laughs> uh. Now, but, now uh, I mean, tell me a bit about that, about that, because I think that was a almost like a big kind of hallmark in your singing career so far. I mean, definitely. like, it, it, do they kind of just call you, then you audition, or like, like, how does this whole process work? Sure. So with this, I actually just received an email from oh. Tim, and I was like, oh, like, what's going on? And he was like, yeah, like, we would you guys like to do this? Um, you know, I need some singers for this, this. And so I just kind of responded like, yes, I want to do that. Like for sure. It actually ended up being on a day that I had work. And I was like, you know what? Like, I don't care what I'm doing. Like I'm dropping everything. I need to do this. Like how priorities, priorities. So Yeah. So, I mean, I did that. And I mean, it was, it was definitely something that I feel like was very surreal, like getting up that day, driving, you know, to the convention center and just like all those things. It was just like, am I really here right now? Like, how did I even get here? I just left college, like not even, you know, (laughs) that long ago, like, how am I here? You know? Um, But that just was even more affirming for me and more reassuring that, you know, I was on the right path. And then I'm like, okay, like I'm doing this, you know? So um, being there actually was insane because, you know, he gave us the music probably like a week and a half before. And um, we just showed up and kind of did it. And we just got on the stage when we were needed to. And other than that, we got to hang out and like backstage and backstage was just so many big names that you like, they just walk right by you and you're like, wait, like, what? Like, I, I swear I was in awe. I was literally sitting there like, what am I doing here? Like, how did I get here? Um, but it was really, really fun. So we just got to, you know, get on stage and, and we got to rehearse a little bit before. And, um, you know, Leon Bridges and Mavis Staples were actually very, very, you know, kind and welcoming. It wasn't, I feel like there's this big stigma around, um, you know, LA and like the Hollywood world of like, ooh, people are just so stuck up, which I mean, sometimes can be. But in this case, I was very, I was very happy with like, you know, the way that everybody was just so welcoming. And so, you know, we're here all to get the job done. It was very professional, very professional. So yeah, it was a very fun time. <laughs> that, that sounds incredible. And I'd like to kind of point out, I mean, a, a lot of this really stemmed from you almost kind of trying to hang out with the right crowd, um, if, if I might say that. For example, yeah. maybe the people in college, right? They they aren't the crew that you kind of want to hang out with because they they've got their own aspirations but then yeah. you deciding to take on this new pathway you took on the approach you went to this ssi with tim davis and all of a sudden right this has led you to singing with these incredible artists right and i'm curious to see 
what else is going to happen, right? Because I'm sure you've met some people there. There's probably going to be some opportunities to work uh, together further. So that's incredible. Now, um, I'd love to jump onto some of your own original music. We haven't really talked about that. And I'd love to um, dive into that a bit more. So you've released two singles so far. You've got Grown and My Mind. Um, I actually had to listen to it and I thought it was insane. Um, the main thing that really stuck out to me was the lyrics because I think in in my mind, one of the lines that really stuck out to me was, I'm trying to find the real me. Um, yeah. Now, if it's okay with you, would you mind kind of sharing a bit more about this song? Maybe like how you made it, what it means for you, anything about this song really? Definitely. Um, so again, around that same time, I'm feeling really lost. Um, I was suffering from a lot of a lot of anxiety and a lot of panic attacks, like a lot of just, you know, not being happy with yourself and just your mind is just so consumed by like just the daily things of just, I don't know, you just start really, it's almost like you start to feel bad for yourself a little bit and mm. you're just kind of lost and you don't know. I really lost sight of my purpose, truly, because music mm. had always been that. And I feel like that was taken from me for a little moment, but in, in the long run, it made me appreciate it a lot more. Um, right, so right. that song specifically, I was having a panic attack in the middle of the night um, around like 1am. I remember it was around, it was really late and I woke up and I just felt like I couldn't breathe. I was literally just like panicking and I got up and I sat at my piano and I just started playing because I don't know, I love to play piano. It just helps me just like relax. And so I just started playing and the first chord was that B minor chord that I B played minor. and I was mm. like, and I just started like, I kept playing and I started humming and that melody and I, I the lyrics literally came out in that moment um, of that wow. panic attack. I just, the, uh -huh. the beginning, there are days where I don't know where I'm going or how I'm here. Mm. And from that moment, I feel like that song evolved, you know, a little bit, but that was, that was how it originated was that night just kind of, it was more of a venting thing. And then I, you know, took it and I, I realized, you know, the beauty in being vulnerable. So I, I think that from there, as I started to heal, you know, I started to realize that I started to realize mm. that, you know, maybe this can help others, you know. Hey, everyone, if you're enjoying this episode, make sure to subscribe, share with one of your friends and rate this podcast. This would really help grow our community so we can make learning to sing simple for everyone. And I mean, that's very powerful. Thank, thanks again for sharing, Brandon. And I think I think that's a beautiful thing about music, right? It's sometimes trying to capture moments in our life where you can't necessarily put it into like proper words. Um, but I, that's incredible. Incredible. Okay. Um, now I'd love to hear a bit more about um, what's in plan for you. So, I mean, you've written these incredible songs. There's, there's such kind of a backstory to it, um, but I know there's so much for you. So what, what's next for you, Brandon? Mm -hmm. So um, I'm obviously still I'm still writing and I'm trying to get these songs actually that I have ready to go recorded. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, with COVID and all this stuff going on, it's kind of it's kind of a challenge. But um, I definitely will be recording new music. I also am like working on building up my own um, you know students and my own studio because I was actually teaching at a at a small music school here and I recently had left that. You know, just again, just doing what I need to do for me and, and, you know, my path. So yeah. um, I'm actually, I'm starting to work on that. I'm trying to dive in more with YouTube and social media and trying to get myself out there more now that, um, like I said, I feel like 
more so during this time, during this quarantine, it's given me a lot of, of time to just, you know, sit with myself and really just, just grow and like, mm. just try and, you know, figure out what do I want to do from here? And, you know, um, mostly just trying to muster up the confidence to do it, you know, mm. and that's really what it's about is just being, you know, um, being vulnerable and being open and just, you know, being honest with what you love to do and what you want to do. And that's what I'm trying to do. So definitely more of that. And just, uh, trying to get myself more out there you know so thank you so much for this like this is awesome that you know um you're doing this for artists so thank you so much my pleasure um it's always been like a i've always loved podcasting and i'd love kind of just meeting new people and learning more about their journeys right because everyone has their own individual stories that they can tell just like what you've got um which has been incredible thank you for coming on i mean that's that's it's always a pleasure um yeah, yeah well i mean well one thing i'd love to do for a lot of our audience is we, we've kind of gone through a lot of um, things um, so far for someone who's just beginning on their kind of seeing journey what's kind of one little actionable step they can take today that we can leave them with um, is, is there anything that you you might have definitely I'd say that um, there's a couple things I would say first of all mm. um, even you know practice just practice practice often practice a lot <laughs> I think that sometimes when we think we have to practice we think of this big like mission of like an hour or two hours of like you know getting it but I think that you know small like 15 minute 20 minute deliberate like putting in work say you're learning a riff like just you know breaking that down or you know taking small steps I had a I had an instructor once tell me when um around the time that I was feeling really you know anxious and like overwhelmed she was like how do you eat an elephant and I was like what like what are you what are you trying to say she's like how do you eat an elephant and I was like I, I what you know she goes one bite at a time why would you look at you know something that is so big and and try to get yourself to complete this task like you know what I mean you want to take tiny steps so just know that your voice is it truly is a gift number one number two it really is a journey um mm. my mm. voice is you know still at the, the beginning of its journey if you will it's still um it's still developing and mm. so mm. is yours and I think that we all just need to to realize that we're all learning you know we are all learning you need to learn to enjoy all parts of the journey you know the parts where you're frustrated with your voice all of those times like they're telling you something you know the times that I was frustrated with my voice you know my voice was telling me hey you're probably not doing this right mm. like take a break for today chill out and you know come back to it tomorrow and mm. like you know your voice is always I mean it's it's like I said it's a journey it's always telling you something so I think that just be really patient with yourself and um if you love it enough you'll definitely continue with it and you'll definitely push through you know Exactly, exactly. And I kind of want to kind of call out for our audience, you don't have to go through this alone. I mean, like, uh, ultimately, right, a voice teacher there is there to support you and kind of guide you to what you need to do. So if you are feeling kind of like frustrated with your voice, you're not, you're not alone. There, there are other people I've got, we, we have, we've gone through like a lot of mistakes, a lot of kind of those, um, learnings, right? And really, as a voice teacher, it's not about me going, I'm perfect, I can do all this, right? It's more about, hey, I've gone through all these mistakes, just like what you've done. I'd like to share some of what I've learned. Uh, why not give it a go? Um, right. So yeah, um, totally. So um, anyway, thank you so much for your time, Brandon. Um, uh, it's been incredible having you on, um, which has been, it's just been so much fun. I love chatting with people in the, in the industry. Um, just so I can learn more myself as well, right? Um, now, before we end, where can our audience find you? 
Um, so you can find me on YouTube at Brandon Paul Music. You can find me on Instagram at Brandon Paul Music underscore. Um, and those are really, and Spotify, Apple Music, all streaming platforms is just Brandon Paul. Um, I have two singles out, like we said earlier, Grown and My Mind. So you guys can stream those there as well. Um, and yeah, so that's pretty much that. And also thank you so much for, you know, giving me the opportunity to come on here and get to know you. I've been watching your stuff for, for a while now. I actually had a couple of friends send me some of your videos before. And so that's how I found you. And I just followed because I loved, I loved your stuff and how like in depth you get, um, mm. and the easy results you get with your students too, and mm. your videos. So thank you so much. I'm like honored to be here. And, um, it's really great meeting you too. You're, you're freaking awesome. So thank you. <laughs>